looking good. What's up? Hello. What's going Back on? again. Yo, yo, yo. Episode 82. What does that mean for us non-Spanish speakers? 82. Not myself, but those, those right, of us listening. Yeah. I know you understood it, of yeah. course. Um, yeah, episode 82, we've had a little bit of complications going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I went to LA for a week, then Z selfishly broke his Achilles tendon or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck happened. Yeah, tore my Achilles. Mm-hmm. The audacity. Crazy. Um, but we're back. Yeah, still feeling good, mentally good. Z got a surgery, now he's... Yeah. On the road to recovery. Yeah. I'm about to be squatting 500. <laughs> I um I don't know like I think I'm in shape but I don't know if I can bench a lot or squat a lot right now. Yeah, you're you're definitely down. Mike slimmed up for the season. Slimmed up. Oh, uh so yeah, I went to LA. Um yeah. went to three comedy shows. Which was crazy. They were all awesome. I saw like a bunch of people that I actually follow on podcasts or I listen to their comedy. Mm-hmm. Saw Bobby Lee, Casey Frey, Trevor Wallace, Eric Griffin, uh, Theo Vaughn, mm-hmm. and like some other people. Um, but man, so many funny people. Uh, and the weather was just amazing. It's like they. It's like they just have like a default weather. Like mm-hmm. it was basically the same weather it's every, literally every the same day. Thing. Seventy degrees. It's like chilly. Sunny. It's like chillier in the morning, but mm-hmm. like once you get to like ten o'clock, it's just like nice for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. I, I could know. take ten degrees warmer, but yeah, it's still great. It's still really good. Plus, Much it's better. like it's not humid, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So I was just walking around exploring. Um, Saw a lot of cool stuff. They have everything. It's like sort of, it's sort of like New York in a way. It's just like they have everything you could ever need, mm-hmm. but it's just like a little more spread out. Much more. It's all flat. Instead of having like huge cities, like sprawling, like our cities, Boston is like downtown is all of our tall building buildings. Yeah. But down there, it's like you can have tall buildings all around and it's just super mm-hmm. spread out. They don't have many though. Mm-mm. Not a like not buildings. like in Boston where it's no. all con- together and they're all fighting for height. Right. They spread out enough where it's like, oh, if you're of a tall building, you can be like five, ten miles away and build another super tall building. Yeah. But overall, loved it there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, might consider moving there depending on my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to find some direction. But yeah, there's a lot going on and a lot has happened since we last recorded as well. So, yeah, I also want to bring back to this. We're on episode 82. Like that is ridiculous. It's a lot of them. It is. It's crazy how far we've come. Um, Like I said, every pod is better than the last. I do also want to say in this episode that never forget that the only way to get better at something or the best way to get better at something is to do that thing. So it feels good to be at 82. Um, like I said, every episode is better than last. So only way to get good is to do so. Yep. Um, what else? Uh, how's your recovery process been? 
Um, I'm cooling. Recovery is interesting. I just, yeah, my freaking uh, Achilles getting better and better. I think my doctor did a fantastic job. He was my doctor and surgeon, which was cool. Dr. Salzler. Could I ask you quickly to explain um, how, like, getting insurance, like, how that process was? Was was it just, like, expedited because you were already injured? Yeah, so, like, they were literally like, okay, well, technically you're unemployed because you can't work right now. And I'm also, like, a 1099, so it does depend on what, like, I can be unemployed for a little bit you know what i mean yeah so they expedited there we're like we'll just send you through as if like you are unemployed so um we can get you insurance faster so tufts was pretty quick ended up deciding on a plan probably took like a week yeah and um yeah surgery in and out that's cool yeah now i'm looking for uh my pt schedule to see what that's gonna be like um but I yeah, don't know. insurance is quick, easy. I like kind of don't. I don't know. I don't like PT. Mm. I think some of it's kind of just. Well, I think PT after specific injuries is probably good. Mm-hmm. But like when I when I was having my issue with the nerve thing, mm-hmm. um, and they just sent me to PT. Like I feel like that served no purpose at all. Mm. And because you're not really doing <coughs> much, you're not sweating. No, and also it was like no one even knew what the issue was. Yeah, and like it was just like kind of making it worse at at points. Mm. And so I don't know. I don't like PT. Yeah, the first step of my fr- my PT was like wiggle your toes. Yeah, next is gonna be like do the alphabet with your feet, <laughs> uppercase I and lowercase. So. <laughs> It's going to be tiring, like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then lowercase and uppercase. That's like... Wait, what, that's like actually something? What do yeah. you mean? With your feet? Yeah, so take your foot and then spell out and then like write each letter with your uh, foot. Oh, uh, I thought you meant like contort your toes into oh, letters. No. I was like, uh, okay. That makes <laughs> yeah, a lot more w sense. W or like <laughs> a Q. Q, yeah. <laughs> You're like, nah. So yeah, uppercase, lowercase versions. Um, that should be like next week or the end of this week. I'll start doing that. So, then you do colors and shapes. Yeah, I don't know what else like, but full sentences. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just excited to be able to get out of this boot right now. I'm in a wrap. Hopefully, they'll put me in a full-on boot soon. Yeah. You well, it's supposed to happen soon, right? Yeah, this Friday. This Friday, I'll be in a 20-degree boot, keep my foot at pretty much a point. Yeah. And then I'll go from 20 to a 10, 10-degree 10 boot. And then I'll go from walking with crutches to a little bit of weight-bearing to my tolerance. Mm-hmm. And then each week, I'll get more and more tolerance and be able to get stronger. I think I'm going to just buy some... I'm going to need to find some new workout to do. I think I might pick up swimming again. Just swim and ride my bike for the summer. Yeah. That'd be good. Good to adapt yeah. to your... Do something different. I can't be hooping. So. Right. Yeah. That wouldn't be good. That's like too high impact right yeah. away. Absolutely. <coughs> um, That's cool though. Sounds like it's not going to be a super long process. No. Uh, Which is cool. 
I know we did have some, um, we got a lot to talk about since we last recorded, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I can just go off with some of the things I'm going to go through and Mike wants to go through and then we can hit him. Uh, first for me, I definitely want to talk about Elon buying Twitter. Uh, I also have a interesting psychopath stat statistic. Nice. And then new updates to Google search engine and Google search. Um, which is pretty interesting. So we'll definitely hit those in the next hour, but. Mike, you want to talk about things that you want to hit too, and then we can get into them? Um, I don't know if I have, I mean, I guess I just want to talk about like those, uh, potential deep dives in the future, just yeah. like kind of outline them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I can take it. We can hit it there and then yeah, go finish ahead. with that. Yeah. Um, so I'll start with the interesting psychopath statistic that I love that. Huh? I love that. That made me think of actually, so at the, at the comedy store. Mm-hmm. This guy was talking about pedophiles, mm-hmm. of course. Hilarious topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, all right, there's like 300 of you in here. So that means like five or six of you are pedophiles. Uh. And um, so, and then Theo Vaughn on his podcast one time was talking about how his first class in college, like his, his professor said one of, like a similar thing, but it was just like a sex offender. Where he was like, oh, there's a hundred people in the class. So like one of you is bound to be a sex offender. And Theo Vaughn said that he was like, not it. And like everyone (laughs) laughed, like everyone was like howling laughing. But (laughs) so, and this was in, this wasn't at Theo Vaughn's show, Mm -hmm. but someone in the audience said not it. And it got a laugh. And I was like, I bet he saw that podcast and just stole that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's bad funny yeah that's great <laughs> um but yeah psychopath thing sorry yeah let's start with the uh psychopath uh so interestingly uh one percent of people in the u.s are psychopaths so from not yours it. the 300 people yeah not it uh you know like one to three people would be psychopaths but interestingly, 21% of CEOs are psychopaths. Ah, so I don't know if there was necessarily like a connection that like... Could you look up the definition real quick? Yeah, sure. Because I get confused with like uh, narcissist, sociopath, psychopath, yeah. all those ones. All right. So a the exact definition of a psychopath... Yeah is a person suffering from chronic mental disorder with abnormal or violent social behavior an unstable and aggressive person is informal uh, is an unstable and aggressive person which is God, i hope i'm not one um that that seems to be like the uh the lighter of the all those words that i said oh yeah definitely, definitely, uh, definitely. or like narcissist yeah. That's another one that I get confused. I think there's also something with like your, like you can lack empathy. Yeah, I think that's sociopath. Mm. I think that's the, like they have like no empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, psychopath, I could see that for CEOs though. They like, I feel like you kind of have to be a little unhinged to be like super, super successful yeah. and like run a company, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot to do. Um, 
Like, honestly, like, is Elon a psychopath? Like, well, he's got something going on. Yeah. Has he confirmed on the spectrum? No, he said, yeah, he's autistic. Right. He's like, he also said that on SNL. That was like the first time it came out that he was 100% autistic. That's the shit I'm curious about, too. Like, where does that, like, where is it just. Because I don't know if he is considered a psychopath. Mm hmm. But then, like, what, like, percentage of that is just due to his, like, autism mm-hmm. or, like, whether it is, uh, whether they coincide. Yeah, it's so difficult. I wouldn't even, because I bet we wouldn't even be able to make, I think only an expert would be able to tell us. Because, like, it has right. to be some. It can't be 100% not, but we can't really decide. Uh, maybe, maybe even an expert couldn't tell us. That's the thing, too. That's mm-hmm. why I'm, like, so, that's why I am continually excited about Neuralink. Because it's, mm-hmm. like. Hopefully, it'll just, like, figure everything out. Yeah. Like every mental condition, every mm-hmm. whatever. I think that, like, a lot of the things that he's creating and has his hands in have very good potential or high potential. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a perfect segue as well, but one of them um, being uh, even Tesla bot, right? I read recently that... Uh, Naturally, we've spoke about it a little bit. We haven't gone too deep in it, but birth rates have been declining at such a a horrific rate that we've passed the replacement rate. Um, so for one person dying, one person being born, we're past that. We're like more people are dying than are being born. Um, so, so how do you feel about that? I think that it's just the way that the world is. Yeah. And Elon sometimes shows like concern about it. Like, oh, well, we won't have enough people here to do all these things. But I was thinking maybe Tesla bot could help in some way with that. Where like there will be enough. Our economy will work differently and there'll be enough parts of it that are automated that we won't need as many people to run it. Because that's the real issue is like, oh, well, we've built this world that. Can, is only possible with 7 billion people. So yeah, if we're past the replacement rate and we like birth rates are interesting. Cause like we know for a fact, if our birth rates are low in 2020, mm-hmm. then in <clears throat> 2040, we'll have less people. It's just cause that's just what it is. Like in 20 years, those people that were born in that year are either going to be alive or they're going to be or not. You know what I mean? So mm. We know how many people will be here in 20 years because of how many people were born today. That's what. Uh, well, my we point can have is. like a projection. Yeah, like right. we Unless can. A catastrophe happens. Yeah, or, or like there are some variables there. There's a 20 year projection, but like it's one of the rare things that you can even predict based mm-hmm. on that metric. Um, yeah, so are maybe. We, do we have like a measure of like overpopulation? Like, are we overpopulated currently or are we nearing overpopulation no so we actually have not reached overpopulation rates which is interesting because 10 years ago people believed that we'd have an overpopulation on our planet but yeah more likely we're gonna have underpopulation really yeah see i thought i thought we were gonna have an overpopulation that's why when you said the whatever the rate we're losing people yeah i thought that while that's like sad uh, maybe that might be good. For yeah, because we just because I don't want to be overpopulated. Yeah, and I want to say this too. We we have been below the replacement level since 1975. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. So it's been for like 50 years. 
That's interesting. I would have expected that we're like just like I thought we were overpopulating like currently and like for a while. No. So we're actually a little bit below. We're at like we're just under. So like replacement level would be two. Mm-hmm. So so two being like for every two births there's two deaths, right? Right. Um Well isn't that technically wouldn't that just be one to one? Yeah. So then like I'll show you the, the graph here. So to actually have above, we'd have to have four people born or three people born to every two deaths. Um, uh, is two deaths just like the, the benchmark thing? Yeah, that that's using? the that's the replacement rate. Okay. So I'm sure they used two because it was over. It's over. It's easier. It's easier math when it's just two flat. Yeah. Um, and that's for U.S. or the globe? This is the U.S. Okay. Um, China's got that shit under wraps, huh? Yep. Even it's probably worse than ours is. Yeah. Um, what if China just runs out of people? <laughs> they possibly could too, because they were at Don't they one have the most right now, though. Yeah, but they were at one birth, and most of them, most of them are men. They want males. Oh yeah, right. So then, like, you're gonna have a population hugely with just men, mm-hmm. very few women. Women are now choosing as well between a lot of men. And usually that's just going to be like very rare, you know? Um, yeah. Did you see the preview for that movie called Men? No. It looks creepy. It's like, uh, I think it's from the same guy who did. Uh, shit. I forget. Maybe uh, like the Midsummer. Gives me Midsummer vibes mm-hmm. or Parasite vibes. Ooh, Parasite was dope. Um, I'm going to see. Um, <clears throat> Everything, Everything everywhere all the time. I need to see that tonight. Too. Oh, uh, someone John from work told me it's amazing. It's like really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see what Elon does when he puts his hands in things and buys different things to hopefully help with that. Yeah. Um. What yeah, if so he's I've just like, okay, now I just need to impregnate every woman mm. so we can have a bunch of musk. Running around. Children, yeah. Musk babies. Yeah. All named different letters. We'll run out of letters before then. <laughs> well, we'll do the Greek alphabet, too, because he likes that. Kyle. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we'll see what happens with... with. It's interesting to watch. I definitely would say if, if you are interested in anything, that's one thing. That's one of the uh, most worried things that we have is definitely um, birth rates. Yeah. Um, I also saw um the massive weight of unbearable. The it's either the massive weight of unbearable talent or the unbearable weight of massive. It's the second one. Oh the yeah, unbearable yeah, yeah, the one with uh, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was really okay. Good. You saw it? Yeah, you thought it was okay. Yeah, wasn't it funny when he had Nikki? Which one was that? It was uh like his alter ego. Oh, and he was like making yeah. out with himself. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> like, it fucking was interesting. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. He definitely like I like that because I can definitely see, like, he definitely had like issues like that in the past. Like, he definitely has an ego issue. Yeah. Um, I feel like probably a lot of actors do. I I realized too. Like, what's interesting about Nicolas Cage is that like he just puts everything into it. 
Yeah. Which is like, that's why people like him. He gives it everything. Yeah, like he gives it his all. And mm-hmm. like you can tell he gave it his all. So you got to respect that and love that as an actor. So Right. And it's cool to get like kind of a inside look. It would like it wasn't. I mean, it obviously was fictional. Mm-hmm. But I think he did try to like drop little things about like his personal life and like his success and his uh, just career. Because he was still himself. Yeah. So. Yeah, that is cool. It's definitely cool. Um, yeah. So, with that, yeah, Elon buying things and owning things to try and help us, which yeah. I do want to preface it and say, I believe that most of the things that Elon has bought, purchased, and tried to build are all like altruistic things to try and help humanity. Yeah. But for some reason, I think because he's a billionaire, they're like oh, he's the worst, like billionaires need to be doing more. But mm. I think he's one of them that has done well with his money. Me too. So, like, I think if really he made it, he, he spoke about this, like at this point, having that much money, it's more about capital allocation and less about like how much you can spend. It's like, where's your money doing and what are yeah. you doing it with? Um, and I think he does a good job. His businesses are profitable. <laughs> like, I think we have issues with our government in debt. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to help he's trying to help issues that America is having um, mm-hmm. or the world as a whole. I was kind of hoping he would just buy it then shut it down. Twitter? Yeah. Mm. I was hoping he was going to buy it and turn it into a trust and then make Twitter open sourced and then kind of be like Wikipedia where like you can't really destroy it but like or like wasn't MySpace kind of like that? I, I think it was open source because they were, I mean, I wasn't really on MySpace. Yeah. I don't even know if I made one. Yeah. But they talked about like coding your profile and like adding stuff via code mm. uh, to your profile. Which is dope. Um, um, I was hoping Twitter would be something like that, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, And when I said that he was addressing things that we need as a nation, um, from my story, uh, uh, Changing World Order by Ray Dalio. Mm. He didn't even use America as an example, but he was saying how we are in stage five of six stages that a nation goes through. Yeah. And generally in stage five and six, that's where you see the most civil unrest. Yeah. Um, economic inequality, uh, government debt, um, and moving over to fiat currency. So, these are things that and uh disbelief in the media system or the what are supposed to be primary media sources mm-hmm. so generally when he sees that in the different nations he studied that's when he believed that civil war was coming shortly after um he also addressed how civil we don't know when civil wars start so i know a lot of people were scared on june 6th uh when uh, they raided the Capitol. Um, oh, yeah. And we've so, we don't know if, like, when they raided the Bastille during the French Revolution, at the time, they didn't know that that was the start of the French Revolution. But right. those who were living through it and in the middle of the French Revolution were like, oh, yeah, we're in a revolution. But we don't know when it started, but, like, now we're living in one. Mm. So we're living through the moment. We don't know when it started, but this is what I sometimes believe that we were in one. Um, and... Uh, I do want to preface with Elon buying Twitter and how uh, with this poll. 
2019 Gallup poll found that only 13% of Americans surveyed have a quote unquote great deal of trust in the media. And only 41% of those surveys have either a fair or great deal of trust in the media. So that compares to 72% who trusted the media in 1976. Oh, wow. So, but, um, there's significance there, but might also be a little bit skewed just because like it was so new to them in the seventies. But they had media though. So like, like the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, like these are old right media sources. But it's like I think the internet is also a big uh factor for that cuz it's like all those sources were like the only sources for information other than books. <clears throat> but now it's like you can get you can probably get like 10 articles on the same story from different sources if you just like Google it. And mm-hmm. like, depending on what source it is, the story could be different. Or, um, so I think that causes uh, like insecurity in the media mm-hmm. or uh, how the media is received. And I agree. And I think that, but there's not, so the, the next question is like, what can we do or what can change? Um, so that's what I think is rooted in why Elon wants to buy Twitter mm-hmm. is so that he can give a place for people to be able to find like strong media, like Credible sources. Stuff. Yeah. And, and not have to look everywhere and be divisive. Yeah. Cause there's a reason why, like even two, I think it was a uh, two weeks ago, trumpet. No, it wasn't trumpet. It's called, um, it's, uh. It's like uh, the horn or something. It's the it's the social media platform that Trump created. Uh. Two weeks ago, it was the number one most downloaded social media app mm-hmm. on on uh, the App Store. Yeah. So the thing is, is we shouldn't have to have the two sides split up even more and not be able to hear the other. Because sadly, most on both sides, we agree on the majority of things, but for some reason, we're just more and more divisive mm-hmm. and push to each side of the line. And that is literally what happens at the end of a nation. Like that's when a nation fails. When you got two sides that are broadly pushed to each side, mm-hmm. you got the government who's has a fiat currency, a bunch of debt, um, and can't quell each side. So, Economic inequality at some point will be one of the huge issues for our nation. Um, right. It already sort of is. It is. But to, on the media side, this is why sometimes you don't even get the right politicians in office. Ray Dalio, um, author of Changing World Order, he he followed this by uh, interviewing a, a general of our military. Yeah. And he asked him, like, hey, like, you're the perfect guy to be a leader in our nation. You are from the middle class. You're in the military. You worked super hard. Like, you mm-hmm. know how our government works. Like, you would be the perfect guy. And the general was like, hey, like, I don't want to do it because I don't want to work with all the vitriol that is 
the the media. Like they'll just rip me apart, spew whatever they want about me, defame yeah. me. And that's the what our media has really come to. They're just looking to defame people, rip people down, and mm-hmm. not even talk about great stories. So um I definitely agree with you. I hope that the internet was it will help this where people will look to small time media, people who actually do research on topics. Yeah. Um and we'll see, but I do think it is an issue. Um Right. Um one quick thing mm-hmm. before I respond to that is I heard this podcast where uh this guy said he got to drive a Tesla mm-hmm. and he said there was like a a whoopee cushion setting. Yeah. There is? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And there's also like uh he said there was like a I don't know if a light comes down. Mm-hmm. A light but, show? Yeah. Yeah. With like and it'll play like electric music. Yeah. You can also code it. To like oh, play music, cool. but it's kind of annoying. You have to code every single individual note to a light, so it's a little uh, annoying. But you can do it if you so feel cool, really though. strong. Like I mean, it. if you could just learn that, that would be a cool experience, learning experience in itself. Mm-hmm. Plus, benefit of whatever. Yeah, your car. So you definitely. Um, right. <clears throat> so, rebuttal or whatever. Um, I'm reading this book, mm-hmm. another book. It's kind of like. I don't know. It's not like the opposite of what you're... It's sort of... Well, it's just a philosopher, right? Mm-hmm. And... There must be some overlap because mine's super macro. And I feel like philosopher is the most time working in the macro. Um, Yeah. Um, In a sense. I mean, he he talks about the macro. Like, so the first portion of like the first half of the book sort of breaks down... Um, a bunch of just like concepts that we exp- like have in our everyday lives. Like what is relationship? Uh, what is isolation? Mm. What is fear? Like stuff like that. Okay. And he kind of breaks it all down. <clears throat> um, and he talks about like the, I think I mentioned to you like the passive awareness, like that's how you're supposed to like go about life is just be alert and be aware but like be not attached to things and like don't let realize things are out of your control, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That's facts. So then the second part of the book is like, he must've had a lecture and in the lecture there was like questions for him. Like people like go up to the mic and be like, Hey, like what about this? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the questions was about like war, like how do we stop war? Uh, and his take on it, is that everyone, like, the revolution needs to happen internally within every person. Mm-hmm. And that the only reason that there is war is because people get attached to wanting power mm-hmm. or wanting to become something, mm-hmm. which I think is true. It's like ev- all the war is kind of based on, like, oh, I have this ideology and I want power, um, and I want, like, control over stuff. So, like, if this other big entity is going to challenge me, then, like, we're going to have conflict, and the result may be war. Um, But he talks about, like, what's most important is self-knowledge, and he says that in order for there to be, like, peace, that everyone just needs to sort of be, like... uh, 
He says introspection's not good because introspection implies that you want to change something about yourself mm-hmm. instead of awareness, which awareness is just like you are aware of who you are. Mm. Um, but he says like if everyone individually is like working to like know themselves better um, and like practicing passive awareness. Well, I guess he says you can't practice it, but like trying your best to be passively aware, mm-hmm. uh, that would be like the end of war. I guess that sounds like what I believe. I hate bringing back Neuralink, but that's what I believe <laughs> Neuralink would do. Cause I, I was thinking about this. I was like, Hey, like maybe we have too much individuality. Um, maybe I think people just get too tied to what like society tells us we should be trying to do. And we like forget that we're, uh, like just a person. Hmm. We definitely complicate it. It's definitely interesting. I don't know. Because like all w- conflict really does come from like, oh, I want this mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Probably like, like, why would you? Why does someone want to become the president? Make change. Yeah, but change is like, that means you're like looking for an end goal mm-hmm. where you should just be like cool with how everything is. I don't know. I guess with politics coming into it, it makes it more complicated. But I think that politics would just make it more complicated. Like, yeah. but like so politics in itself just creates conflict. Mm. I think. No, that's my that's I my opinion. This is also <laughs> I think it's weird. It's, there's no real answer to this one, but I think that being a politician shouldn't be a job. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Like it shouldn't get uh paid? Like you shouldn't get paid for it? I don't think like there shouldn't be people who are like I want to be a politician. Like Or like, I want to be a leader, right? Politicians are really just organized leaders, right? Yeah. But I don't think that's how leadership comes about. And I think that because they are trying to create that job or create, like, this is the way that a a politician is supposed to look Mm -hmm. is actually, like, doesn't align with how a leader looks or how a leader would work. Because I believe that like they put up all these walls around them and have to have to they have to dance around in a certain way mm-hmm. that they can't end up getting anything done, and then we end up having. Sadly, I do want to uh, sound out condolences to the Texas shooting. We get situations yeah, like crazy. this where I think it was to the day or this the twenty fifth. You said now. nineteen. I thought it was four. I mean, yesterday I thought they said it was fourteen. Yeah, now it's nineteen. Children, not including the adults, I think. I think those two adults and then the guy himself, um, 18-year-old, um, who, if people who don't know yet, um, shot and killed 19 children in Texas. And I believe that Sandy Hook shooting, the other elementary school, was 10 years to the day. 
Oh, was it? Yeah. Was it like at the actual anniversary? Yeah, I think it was like in the past uh, like t- couple days. So it's 10 years to the week, right? But it's like... That's a damn shame. Yeah. Because like f- then he- part of the thing was like he saw that and was like, oh, I got to do that. Yeah. You know? And like it's I like, got to honor the kid that did Sandy Hook or whatever yeah. the fuck. And that was 10 years ago. So it's like it was 10 years and we have yet... Like why are we still having things like this? I think... We spoke about it on this pod before. Like, what nation was that where, like, they had one mass shooting, banned guns, and since then they haven't had another mass shooting? And it's like like Sweden or it was something, it was somewhat progressive, it was somewhat really progressive. But it's like, we shouldn't have, like, how many times do people have to get shot and killed? And what's interesting is on both sides, most people agree that there should be background checks. So it's like, why don't we have them? Like, what is the issue? It's weird because we've spoken about this before. I talk to many people about some of these things, and most people I speak to, even outside of my bubble, are like, yeah, we need to change that. Something needs to change. And then yeah. for some reason, the government's like, we can't do it. We can't make change. Like, Because there's like a whole other flock of people that are like, whoa, Second Amendment. Or yeah. Whatever. I think that, but I think that that's less people than they're letting on to be. Maybe. You know, uh, one of the comedians, actually, it was an Indian comedian, and he talked about, in India, the cops don't even have guns. They, like, might have tasers, but, like, mostly when they, like, have to do physical uh, force, they just, like, slap them up. (laughs) (laughs) He was kind of like, he was, like, making jokes about it, like, you know. Uh, But, I mean, that would minimize... I guess they, with us, like, since we allow civilians to have guns, we need officers to have guns. Yeah. But I that's also another separate issue. Not everyone should be able to have a gun. Like, I remember being in, um, in Miami, yeah. and I was on Ocean Drive, and we're chilling the night before we leave. So let's say it's a, it's a Monday. We're leaving uh, Tuesday. that morning, right? Uh, okay, sure. So that our last night, we're walking down Ocean Drive, and I spoke about this on Pod too. After we went, and some guy complete, he looks unhinged. Like you can look at him and tell, like this dude's not right in the head. Yeah, and he's like, "Yo, I wish I had my gun." Like there's so many licks down here. Like all of these tourists, bro. Like I wish I had my gun. Like he said that to you. He's walking, speaking to himself. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. so then he calls his boy on the phone's like, "Yo, bro, bring my gun." Like there's so many licks down here. Bring my like. That's someone who's clearly not right in the head, right? Yeah. And lo and behold, like I was already shook up by that because I, like, I live in a neighborhood where I know and see, and these things happen around me, so I know when I see somebody who's really like that. And lo and behold, the next day, one of our fa- one of our favorite restaurants, Gabe's favorite restaurant, Mike and I's boy, his favorite restaurant from the trip. A tourist gets shot and killed by someone, a resident of Miami. And it's like, should that person have a gun? Like, I don't have yeah. your guns. You I, mean, should be- I doubt he got it legally, but. But down there, you can have a gun, though. You can just buy a gun. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't you really can? need. Yeah, it's it's and you they can don't carry do any background. No, nationally, we don't have to have background checks. Oh, uh, that's stupid. And it's like in the in it it's something that should be a federal law, but it they leave it to the states. Yeah. 
So it's like that's weird. It's because it was federally saying like you can have a gun. So then the states can decide like how they interpret that. See, that's like another thing. Like people just want power. Like they want the security of having a gun, I guess. And that creates conflict because it's like a violent, like a super violent and dangerous tool. And the thing is, is like just having it creates conflict. It's the same exact thing with just having a nuclear weapon creates conflict because it's like, oh, what do you need one for? Mm. And then it's like, oh, I just need one just in case you have one. But it's like, okay, if you're walking around and you have one, the likeliness that you want to use one goes up. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we just have to trust you. But how can we trust you if we don't do any background checks on you? Like, we don't know anything about you. We don't know your criminal record. Like, yeah, we should do something like if you have a criminal record, then you can't have a gun. Like, if you're really that concerned about protecting yourself, then you wouldn't need it to begin with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't have a criminal record. I have no violent tendencies. If you give me a gun, it's unlikely I'm going to shoot somebody. But yeah. someone who does have violent tendencies if they were to try to do something to me, like then that instance, that person should be able to have a gun. Like, or like any documented or whatever mental health stuff. You shouldn't probably have a gun either. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's crazy. They don't, I thought, I thought they did background checks. That's no. kind of fucked up that they don't. No, and that's what the <clears throat> huge, the huge, at least that. I mean, in some states, right? I mean, is it just in Florida that they don't do background checks? Do they do background I'm, checks in some places? I'm not sure. I would assume that Massachusetts does, but I do know yeah. some of the southern states, like Georgia's also like that. Virginia's right. like that. Um, I believe Texas is like that. Like no, no reason checks. that what was a kid's name Kyle Rittenhouse. He shouldn't have a fucking assault rifle. Yeah, for sure. I saw something that was posted by um, it was posted by someone with a check mark on Twitter. But it was like all of the biggest school shootings or like mass shootings have all been the same weapon: AR-15, AR-15, AR-15. And it was like ten or so different shootings that all had AR-15s. And it's like. Yeah. So you're trying to protect your house. You need Take an AR-15. <laughs> like, yeah. you need a weapon that they use, like, in war? That's the other thing. There should be, like, levels. Well, I mean, in my opinion, I don't think any civilian should have, like, an AR. No. Maybe a handgun. Mm-hmm. For, like, I mean, I don't even know. I guess, like, if you're in a dangerous place or like I think you defense. feel like your your safety is at risk mm-hmm. but like definitely background checks for even handguns mm-hmm. i don't mind the stand your ground like if you live in a stand your ground state fine but like yeah. i think not it shouldn't just be something that we hand out like candy like it's right. so unfortunate children like it what really makes me sad is like let's all think about context here like School is ending in like three weeks. Like my little brother's twelve. Like yeah. school ends for him in a few weeks. These parents like some of these children are graduating going to middle school. Like that's a super exciting time. Seeing the ch- child walk across the stage, graduating elementary school, graduating middle school. These are like huge moments for families and they have to plan funerals. <laughs> like yeah, this is horrible. Funny. Straight horrible. Yeah. God, that's sad. So, just kind of like a, I this is and this is the like dissension that I believe is happening. Yeah, worse and worse. That makes me believe that at some point we will be in a 
revolution standpoint. Like, I don't know when it's going to happen. I can't tell you when, but I believe that it's going to happen just based on the way that our government is. Yeah. Like, I remember we've talked about this many times, like, uh, that Canada has the U.S. on a watch list. MIT has the U.S. uh, economy failing by 2040. Like, uh, Ray Dalio believes that the U.S. is on a decline. Like from these story, from uh, changing world order, we are in the decline as a nation. Yeah. And at the end of a nation, end of every nation, there has to be some form of civil war. Um, it's it just it just seems as if we're reaching that point. Um, and the reason that happens from uh, Ray Dalio's perspective is through media dissension through corrupt government, um, through fiat currency, through uh, leverage of massive debt by the nation, unable to bail out the middle class who create unrest. Um, The majority of the uh, Civil War cases that he viewed were all middle class educated people who were leading the revolution. So I don't know. This is just... It's just the way that it looks to me. I don't know. I don't think we're going to survive. I don't think the U.S. as it is currently uh, constructed is going to last to 2040. So Mm. it's definitely going to be it's definitely going to be very interesting to see. Um, Um, I don't know either. It's a lot of crazy stuff going on. I know. A lot of politics stuff today. Like not yeah. even uh, really on purpose. No, I mean. it's just how it happened. Yeah, it just so happened. Um, but uh, yeah, we can move on to something a little bit lighter. Abortion. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> abortion. Jesus. Good God. No, move so to something much light. crazy, like controversial shit happening right now. I know. Good God. That's why I believe it's just gonna happen. Like I keep hearing horrible and like more and more horrible things. Yeah. And I keep hearing people who are upset. Uh, like, ah, and then this was it. Um, I had someone tell me that they were on their way back home from uh, another nation. It must have been Singapore or Australia, but yeah. they're on a flight and all of the uh, the the things were happening with Black Lives Matter movement, the uh, shooting, the All Lives Matter movement. And so was this was this like a while ago? This is like two years ago, yeah. Okay. Twenty twenty, I think it was. Yeah. And they were saying before they boarded their flight, like, hey, like it's oh if you're an American, it's okay to stay in our nation because there is high likeliness that the US will be in severe civil unrest. So I bring that up just to say that like it's not like I'm just bringing I'm just saying this like Oh, this one guy who was a conspiracy theorist said it one time and then echo chambered it out. Yeah. Like, no, these are from different sources from all around the world at different times. So are all saying something similar about the US that like civil unrest will happen. Mm-hmm. And we we just we're just living through it. Like I said, we don't know when a revolution will happen because it just happens. We'll just look back on it and be like, Oh shit. Yeah. Actually after June 6th, everything was different. Like, so we don't know when we're going to be in it and I don't know when it's going to start, but I believe it will start at some point. Um, so I just find that interesting. I saw it was actually when we were just like maybe an hour ago, I saw a Facebook post 
and it was like some dude posted in 2015. I don't think it was just some random guy. I looked at his profile as like yeah, just a dude, just a guy. Yeah. Um, but he in 2015 he posted Will Smith's gonna slap Chris Rock in 2022. Shut up. But like I think there, I bet there's a way to like go into Facebook and like change the dates on stuff. So. Mm. That's what I assume it is, but it'd be funny if he's some sort of soothsayer yeah, and he's I just like so. some random dude. Mm. Did you see the um <laughs> Who's the guy what's the like the Mayan calendar, I guess that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, but isn't there a guy who like predicted a bunch of shit? I don't know. I don't know. There's always some guy like that. You seen that the uh the the military was being interviewed about like some of the because uh, some of the um, documents some documents have been released that were classified and mm. they were pretty much oh, just doing shit. an interview on them asking them about these classified documents yeah and one of them was like yeah like we have multiple in interactions with like they changed the name. It's not a UFO anymore. It's something different. Mm-hmm. It's like a U. It's something different. But pretty much the point is, is that they have been in contact with vehicles that they have never been seen before, like interstellar vehicles, like things that can just drop at the at a dime and just like shoot through the air super fast at like any direction. Yeah, hover in place mm-hmm. and then just like launch off. And they just don't know anything about them. And they like have said like, oh yeah, we've seen them. And then we've also had like other nations who have seen them and been like, yeah, like that happened. So. Hmm. Interesting. Um, that just made me think of, there was also, this was like really early on in my trip to LA. It was when I was like, I had a bunch of like Airbnb issues. So I was just kind of like walking around with my backpack, like all around LA. <clears throat> Um, but I stumbled upon something called the psychiatry museum Mm -hmm. and it looked like it had like an insignia on the building that looked like it was a government building, but it it wasn't funded by the government. It's actually like pretty against the government. Okay. Cause it was basically talking about how, like how psychiatry has evolved from like electrocution shock therapy like <laughs> yeah uh, what, what's the thing like lobotomies oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. lobotomies aren't even that long ago yeah but like really early they kind of just did uh they almost just like tortured people to try to like make them uh not as crazy like they would just like spin people in like a basket to like make like try to like fix something they did horrible things to the people if you were seemed like crazy they would mm. do horrible things to you yeah. be like all right like this will snap him out of it he's probably faking it right but then they like uh go on to like prescription drugs and how that's sort of all like a crazy just a business but uh i mean my opinion on that's a little different like i think some prescription drugs drugs are helpful but like some doctors prescribe them in the wrong ways um we're way over medicated as a people like yeah. way over medicated i got like so obviously my achilles i got like 18 like oxycodone yeah 
And it's like, I'm barely feeling any pain. <laughs> like, what do you give somebody who feels actually? So, actually. At least they gave you fives, though. So, I don't, you still haven't seen Dope Sick, have you? No. So, you're when, taking fives, right? When I tore, when I, my meniscus tear, yeah. they gave me 40s. And uh, I was 18. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, 40s are... 40s is what they were starting for everything. Like when Oxys first came out, they just like started giving you either 20 or 40. Mm-hmm. And then they would give you like 80s once you got used to that. And then they'd give you 160s. Jesus which is nuts. Christ. But they stopped production of 80s and 160s. Mm-hmm. Um, but so another thing that at the end of the psychiatry museum, it was cool. It was just like. I walked in. There was like a bunch of rooms to walk through. They had like uh, displays of like the the tort, like basically the torture tools that they use for psychiatry. Air mm-hmm. quotes. Mm-hmm. And then like a bunch of videos I watched. Um, there was some really sad shit about like just regular antidepressants, mm. like Zoloft. Like there was this ten year old kid on Zoloft, mm. and he hung himself at yeah, ten years old. You told me that, yeah. Which is nuts. That's horrifying. Um, so that's, so I'm gonna quickly just go over my deep dive, potential deep dives in the future, mm-hmm. but like psychiatry because that, oh at that very end they were talking about like the, all the government testing like MK Ultra with the mm-hmm. psychedelics with acid mm-hmm. like trying to mind control whatever, because mm-hmm. uh, there's a new project going on called Clean Sweep and I want to look into that mm-hmm. so we could talk. We could either do a di- deep dive on just like psychiatry as a whole, or just those government like mind control things. Mm-hmm. Um, another deep dive I want to consider is the I explained to you a little bit the like new health technology like mm-hmm. ozone therapy, uh, o- yeah, oxygen cool. stuff like mm-hmm. different IVs for different things like stress. You had an interesting loss. IV you told me about. I forget which one it was. There was one for stress. There was one for. Um, like weight loss, mm-hmm. uh, I can look them up, and we, I mean, if we do decide to do a deep dive on it, I'll have like a full comprehensive list. Mm. But um, and then I kind of want to just if we do the book thing, we could do either or either oh, this one is, of our books. Is, I think we should probably like swap books. Yeah, this is news to you guys. It's contrasting. It would be it. What what we potentially do, I think, would be great for us and great for you guys as listeners. Cause we already do it anyway, but, um, Mike and I would do a book a month and we'd have the month to read it. So we'd announce it like the first week potentially of the month, um, start the book, um, uh, maybe give updates throughout the month or we may do just one final, uh, podcast specifically on that book at the end mm-hmm. of the month, which would be great for us, I believe. Um, yeah, nothing better. I forget the exact statistic, but if you read just 12 books in a year, you're in the top percent, like 5% most educated people on earth, mm. um, which is awesome. Yeah. So why not help us, help you guys? Help us, help everyone, help yeah. ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, But yeah, that's going to be cool. Um, what in the last deep dive, what did I just think of? Oh yeah, like the history of comedy. Mm-hmm. If we, oh yeah, if that we want to do that. Um, but n- now that we have like a bunch of ideas for deep dives, and it's been some time, I think I'm gonna make a poll, either this week or next week. Uh, just 
so we can have you know viewer interaction mm-hmm. like hey like do this one first or yeah. whatever we'll do all of them or we'll do the ones that we decide to do mm-hmm. but we'd like to hear from you guys to see what you want to hear first yeah i definitely want to touch on some things too like uh even some things about today like i want to go even further about this whole revolution thing mm. um i'm seeing more about crypto playing a role in it yeah um, i've seen some things recently and someone's like oh yeah like crypto is just a fad like it was started in 2008 and it's been a fad ever since <laughs> and i'm like we're in 2022 like yeah. how is it still a fad like <laughs> We're about, we're about to be in 2023. That's damn near 15 years ago. Yeah. Like, there's no way that it's just going to disappear. Um, interestingly enough, I saw, because I went down this rabbit hole about this with while doing research for Elon buying Twitter mm-hmm. and the media. And um, one of the first thing a nation tries to do before revolution starts, maybe as a cause of revolution, is... Yeah. They want to change all assets that a group can get to things that are easily taxable. So they want you to be able to get a car. They want you to buy a house. Yeah. Um, they want you to keep your money in cash uh, in a bank so they can tax your purchases. Um, so if you have untaxable income or income in a place that isn't taxable, mm-hmm. then the revolting party is at an advantage. Right. Um, Or the party in power can sustain power. So I looked thinking of war into Russia and Ukraine, the only one I can think of. And surprisingly, crypto was used on both sides. Um, The Russians are being sanctioned. So they used it in replacement of their ruple um, in some cases because their dollar went, their ruple went to trash. Yeah. Um, And then the Ukrainians were using it to actually fund the war. So they opened up their uh their um they so you have a private key and a public key. Mm-hmm. Your private key is pretty much like the key to your home and the public key is like your mailbox. So people can send stuff to your mailbox, yeah, but they can't get into your house and actually like get your mail. Mm-hmm. Uh so you the government of Ukraine released their public key and said, "All right guys, like if you want to donate, you can. Um, we we trust these specific cryptos. Mm-hmm. Um, send your donations. If you want to use cash, you can as well. They ended up... Uh, they ended up raising a hundred million worth of crypto that have been sent to Ukraine over the past few weeks. Oh, wow. Um, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Like, it's not like, oh, that's like 50 bucks. Like, they made yeah. 100000 Like, no, they made a lot of money off of it. Mm. Granted, uh, Ukraine was the fourth biggest crypto market in the world at the time, but still to this day. And they were ready for it. So it just shows, like, even a nation who's not even that, they're adept, but it's not what it's going to be. Like, this is still just the beginning of the crypto run. So we'll see right. in the future. It could get even more powerful, which I believe it's more likely to get stronger than it is to get weaker. Yeah. Um, I think so too. I mean, I think, I mean, cryptos are down now, but so is the entire market. Mm-hmm. The whole world's down. And it's like people, I mean, I guess people don't, some people don't get that. It's like, 
they're kind of one and the same because it's all money being transferred around. Mm-hmm. So, of course, if the markets are down, crypto is going to be down too. Mm-hmm. What, yeah, hopefully what they want one day is for that to break apart. But it's going to be like that for a long time until... I mean, so they weren't... Since it's like it gained so much popularity in recent years, mm-hmm. that's why it's kind of like skewed from the markets. Mm-hmm. But now it's like since it's being so widely accepted, it's going to like trend with the market mm-hmm. now. In yeah. my... I think so. No, I, I like that. No, I like that. That's like what... We need people. We need views like that. Yeah. Um, I got one last thing to lead us off with. Um, and uh, also, interestingly enough, one last thing just to open people's eyes to is that Russia actually shut down the internet in Ukraine, and wow. Elon sent Starlink, oh, which yeah, is the yeah, internet service this, provider. Yeah. We've spoken about it mm-hmm. to Ukraine and has been one of the most pivotal ways for Ukraine to defend themselves against Russia. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's a little bit lesser known. That's not something that Elon's tweeting out and like yeah, looking for right. recognition on. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he has a whole like website that shows that he sent these things to Ukraine. Like yeah, he just sent but them that's quietly. not in the front of the news. It's more. No. Like, oh, he's buying Twitter. Exactly. Why is he doing that? Like, What's he trying to do now? Why don't you help to... someone for once? And it's like, oh, why don't we help the world by building an electric car company yeah. that can forward, like can push us forward to salvation as opposed to the gas guzzlers we've been buying for years. Yeah. And like work on like having a second habitable planet. Yep. Like, these are so good that, things. And it's like, dang, like, y'all can't give him no, like, thank yous or nothing. So I just wanted to put that out there to put that in people's faces. That's why, like, when, when I heard he bought Twitter, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, that's whatever. Like, mm-hmm. what? what? He's not going to... Maybe he can get maybe, like, some media control from it. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> he also just does, like, crazy shit. Yeah. Like putting whoopee cushion settings in yeah, fucking in Tesla's and mm-hmm. calling his shit the boring company and mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think didn't that really, he does I didn't really think it much of it. No. I think I he's that. done way more good than bad. Like as a as an entrepreneur. Like there's yeah. some of them who I'm like, like even if I look at uh Jeff Bezos, right? This is what I always compare it to. Like right. Jeff Bezos, he does not give a shit about anybody. They should duel. Like a fight. They should like armor up and like have one of those sword fights. Um, my money's on Elon. Yeah. Um, man, there's so much that we've missed. Uh, so on to this. We'll talk a little bit of AI talk about Google. Um, Google's going through it a little bit right now. They had one of their top AI, uh, uh, software engineers leave the company because they were trying to force him to stay in the office three days a week. And he was like, not doing it. Peace. One of their senior AI developers. Pretty funny. Um, They put that on hold immediately after. But this is an interesting stat with them and based on like what they're moving to in the future. But 15% of daily Google searches are new, never searched before phrases. Um which I thought that was very interesting. This is all of Google searches, so a global statistic. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, I remember you told me this. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Which is cool. That's like, that's a good bit every day. Mm-hmm. New searches. Nobody's ever searched before. I like that. Um, and it brings me to the next step that Google's going to. Uh, and 
potential way that Google may work in the future. So it's called a multimodal unified model. So it's supposed to be Google's next quote unquote AI mm-hmm. that can take longer phrases and add like a new layer to the search. So an example would be, I ran the Providence Marathon, half marathon in January. How do I prepare for the Boston Marathon this fall? So that could be a new way that you could search something. And it could be like people who have also searched for that or people who ran the the Providence half marathon usually did a five to two split of like running five miles, seven miles, then like eight miles. Let's just say something like that. Right. Yeah. So it could be like a whole new way to search for things. Um, This new 15. If you have new searches, 15 percent of your business is new searches and you're a data driven company. That means every day you're getting like all this brand new date, never before seen data mm-hmm. to help you create this model. So Google's just getting bigger. The rich are getting richer. Like, yeah, I first found that super interesting. So, but that CEO is not going in the office. Nope. So we'll see. He's probably his brainchild too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. If you do the work for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we fucking insult each other and then, Call it it a day. Yeah, I feel pretty good today. Like, we touched on a lot. Like, yeah, we did. We talked a lot. Yeah, I think we had a lot of good um, statistics being run, a lot of uh, interesting ideas. Um, I'm really curious if people would. So, how many people right now would want a civil war? Because I feel like (laughs) I'm in the. I'm in the minority because I'm just like a young dude. Like, yeah, let's get it. Yeah, like, let's burn it, burn it to the ground. Uh, like, <laughs> blow it all up. Like, burn it to the reset. Ground. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I can sort of see both sides. Like, I don't want fucking people shooting each other outside my yeah. house, but uh, like, I want change. Yeah. I guess. Like, I want America to change. Mm-hmm. I want it to just be good, at, like good again, and not the racist. Because I don't like when they're like, "Make America great," and I'm like, "When?" And they're like, "The '60s." And I'm like, "Oh, when black people are getting shot in the street and <laughs> different shot water with fountains." Fi- yeah, we had to get shot with uh with fire hoses. Like, I'm all set. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, <clears throat> All right, you are nothing but a puking, fat, kidneyed, malmsy butt. Malmsy butt? Yeah. That kidneyed one was kind of messed up. I (laughs) felt that one. Self-conscious about your kidneys? I don't know. I'm like, damn. (laughs) I'm just waiting for the thing to be racist. I was like, racist, maybe. So puking's vomiting, Mm -hmm. naturally. Uh, Fat kidney just means gluttonous. Okay. Fat kidneyed looking. <laughs> then Malmsey butt. What does that mean? Large cask of Malmsey, a strong Malmsey. sweet wine. Okay. Uh, so you're a sweet wine ass. Hey. <laughs> like you're flirting with me now. <laughs> uh, I should use this on the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> you Malmsey butt looking. Get that Malmsey butt. What's up, up Malmsey butt? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I said that one before. Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Wow. You're a gore-bellied, shrill-tongued malignancy. Wow. I, like, get that one, so it kind of hurts more. I like it. 
<laughs> gore bellied. Noun. Big bellied, fat, paunched. Ah, uh, fuck you. Shrill tongued. <laughs> communicating in harsh tones. Uh, how dare you. Malignancy. Noun. Cancerous growth. Evil influence. I don't want to do the podcast anymore. <laughs> We're breaking up. Let's <laughs> <laughs> um, go. Yeah, yeah. Also, um, I kind of want to bring existential questions back. I'm with it. I feel like uh, this book is making me thinking, making me think of like deep conceptual shit. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if we can think of any. We should just fucking send them next I'm with it. next couple of episodes. Um, so we're gonna figure out the book club mm-hmm. thing. Uh, I'll do a post about which deep dives you guys would like to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we're just gonna keep chugging. Um, I mean, we had a long break. This is probably like the longest break that we've had and since. Yeah, like since we started. Mm-hmm. When I was like three weeks. Yeah. Um, we're on episode eighty-two though. Like, I want to keep. We're back on it. Yeah. Um, we're gonna work on. Well, we're gonna try streaming an episode on Twitch. See how that goes mm-hmm. at some point, probably in the near future. Because mm-hmm. eventually we're gonna want to do full video, but that might require like three cameras yeah. or at least one camera. We would ideally have three cameras, and then like the editing process of that's gonna take some time too. Mm-hmm. So that might change up a lot of things. But things are moving. Yep, things are changing. I say, now with that, I will say, for those listening to, the only way to get better, one of the best ways to get better at something is to do that thing. So we're going to be doing it. Yep. And we'll leave it at that. Well, at least for me. Awesome. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Follow us on Instagram at DTMS underscore podcast. Thanks, guys. Bye. Peace. Bye.